Oh man, what is up everybody? It's the Fantasy Football Breakdown Podcast, episode 185. I'm your host, Two Drink. As always, my boy Swags is here on a lunch date Friday. Hey yo, what's hey, up? Hey yo, I promise you no whistling today. Damn it. That's right. I totally forgot about it until right now. One of these shows, I'm getting that out of you. Today is not that day. Um, Swags, being you, we've been talking about this for a little bit. I uh, decided to say whatever, pull the trigger, and I just carpet blanketed you with a ton of trades. One from so many different leagues this morning. You pretty much shit on all of those, so this should be fun. There were a couple that were close, you know. I, w- I guess we'll find out. Um, but I, I need somebody. I need a, a mediator. I need a therapist here. Shit, I need an addict. Doctor, so let's get Dr. a trade Russ. addict in here. Doc, Dr. Russ. Dynasty Outhouse himself is here with us to to maybe get us through some of this. What's up, Russ? Not much, man. Well, I mean, to be fair, I've been trying to pull off a trade in two different leagues with Swags and have gotten absolutely nowhere. So while I might be able to help you trade with a normal person, Swags, <laughs> I, is many things I don't think normal is one of them. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah, nobody disagrees with that statement whatsoever. So, I literally today told my son, my seven-year-old son, that normal is boring, so don't bother. So it's a compliment. That's very true. And and I even mentioned that to to drink like in text conversation this morning. He's like, so let's send some trades. Like we'll try to get them done. And I'm just like, it just seems hard because like I can't get deals done with you guys. I said I feel like I have to <laughs> totally like lose the trade to get what I want. And 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 sometimes that that's how i feel because i think our values are differently i think that you and two drink probably think more similar similar than like what either of you think to my well, yeah, wide receivers are good and running backs are garbage so yeah we we agree well, but i mean <laughs> we, we still advocate trading for needs and i mean russ you're you're big on like needs aren't even important right now this is we're not setting lineups um and i can look at anybody's team and probably find a a flaw or a need and like it or not i mean we were just talking about miles sanders and what he could bring to the table this year you do have players of all positions that you like like i'm not um (laughs) the wide receiver guy i'm i'm way closer to zero wide receiver than i'll ever be zero rb but I still understand the importance of having good players at those positions, you know, like, and um, eventually they, all my teams kind of get that way, but I don't want to like overvalue them or overpay for them just because and like, especially in scoring, it does depend on scoring or PPR running back, like Miles Sanders that we we're talking about. I mean, in a trade addicts league, and I don't have, I haven't been throwing Miles Sanders at you, so this is kind of a mute point. But a player like him, I mean, his value in a league like that and what he could do in the PPR is way different than what you were saying, somebody like Josh Jacobs. Because I was arguing what he's still going to do on the ground is going to make up for what he doesn't do in the PPR. Yeah, but to get back to your game. original point, um, now it's tough. I think during the season, it's going to be a lot easier for people like me and people like you to make trades because you're right. When you don't have need because we're not scoring points, so you don't need anything. Mm-hmm. Um, trades are completely based on value, but value is just hypothetical right now. When we get into the season and I'm five and one, five and two, and I have a running back go down. I'm going to have a real need at running back. Sure. And that's when I'm going to probably think it's okay in my brain to spend a little more than I am right now. Because, right. well, in most cases, I'm not a fan of overspending value-wise to fill your, your roster spots. But, like, if you're making that push, if you want to win, then you do what you got to do. So you are willing to pay a little more. So now it's really tough because... Man, valuing running backs to me in the non-point scoring season is just so tough because so much of, you know, how is Doug Peterson going to use the three guys that he's going to inevitably, hopefully only use three and not four? You know, is Josh Jacobs going to finally be part of the passing game? Like, there's so much more to running back usage than there is wide receivers. Like, at this point, we know, we know passing schemes. We know you know, what wide receiver has their role, but running backs, it, it doesn't stay the same as much as wide receivers do, which is why wide receivers to me have a longer span of value in dynasty in the first place, 
because we know we know who they are we know what they do where they are assuming they don't change teams so right now it's going to be very tough but i i'm determined don't get me wrong i think i sent you a very strong saquon offer in uh, trade addicts 8 which you of course rejected but that's not the point yes it's absolutely <laughs> the point um so so i'm getting there just because i have a uh, two drink you brought this up before we start recording also that you know swags just has a lot of the same players everywhere my most owned players are my favorite players, and sure. that's dangerous right. because it's impossible for me to trade Calvin Ridley, it, it Tyler Boyd, harder, or yeah. Allen Robinson away. Yep. And, and you're and, you're a lot like me too. Like you, you show your weaknesses and or strengths. Like everybody knows Ridley mm-hmm. is a weakness I can use against you. Allen Robinson is a weakness I can use, and I like those players. Don't get me wrong, you, but you know what I mean. Like oh, if, if you see those hit your trade box, you're like, oh, come on! Like why are you doing this to me? Like. <laughs> But you go in knowing that you're going to have to really come with a strong offer with those guys. So, but which brings me to another point where Two Drink mentioned he sent me a slew of offers. I think up to eight around there. Well, that's about right. So I got a little crazy this morning after some morning coffee. I mentioned before we were recording, <laughs> okay. like how <laughs> it uh, he almost like changed the market a little bit, and and what I meant by that was he really he. Like I think, and he even mentioned like what you just said, Russ. I have a lot of the same players, so I start to see like as I'm looking through the trade, like okay, he thinks I like this player more than I do, or or okay, he really is kind of done with Amari Cooper. He's trying to move on, mm-hmm. and I start to see those things. And it's not <laughs> fair to to two drink because normally you wouldn't do something like this. You wouldn't send me eight trades ever in all of the leagues we're in together. So kudos to you, honestly. But you and and I'm not saying like, I'm yes, necessarily dead on, but this is how I was reading into it a little bit. Like okay. it's kind of like um, like yeah, I like Cephas, but. I think people are hearing me wrong on it, you know, like I'm trying to kind of stash him at like I've gotten a couple and not even from you. Yours wasn't the worst, but I've gotten a couple offers where I thought it was <laughs> ridiculous, where it's like, OK, you heard me talk about him. But like, did I, I showed you that one the other day with Keenan Allen, didn't I? That yeah. somebody wanted from me to drink where it was. Uh, yeah. I forget who the other player even was. It was they were going to offer me safest and uh, like. Somebody just like it was two just kind of meh players, and I was just for my Keenan Allen. I'm just like man, like I hate it when people take it that serious because I'm definitely not telling anybody to go pay up like that. It's sure. somebody I like as a stash, you know. So um, definitely don't take anybody that's talking about guys they like in those areas the wrong way. And I'm not saying you're going to that extreme at all. Like, but then I start to see that you're you're offering him to me. Because you probably you also saw him on a couple of my teams as you went through as right. well. Yeah, it's definitely this is not normal trade etiquette, I would say, and in, in way we go about it, picking one person that I'm in, you know, more than fifty percent of my leagues in, and, right. and just carpet bombing them with, with trades. I guess I can understand where you're coming from because there are quite a few similar players involved in a lot of the trades, at least initially. Um, so maybe it looks like I'm trying to, you know, cut you down on some players or overvalue some players or feel like I'm out on some players. I'm like you I ha- and Russ. I have a lot of the same players. I'm in enough dynasty leagues where at some sure. point I just have the guys I like on my team. And you want to diversify. Mm-hmm. Right. I and mean, I, if I'm you're like me, I, don't, I wouldn't mind. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, I guess Amari was evolved in a couple of those trades. I, mm-hmm. I still like Amari a lot and I have him on a ton of teams. He's just one where it's like, okay, you know, I'm not trying to necessarily sell him low with with CD coming in, but I mm-hmm. think his value is is still around there. I think he can still be very productive in this offense. And even if they move on in two years from what they can from a contract, fine. He's still young enough, like he's going to produce at the next place too. But I'm okay moving on from a share to get a guy that I don't necessarily have. But if I go after that same guy from you in a couple different places, to me, it was more of just. I don't know where you value like a David Montgomery because mm-hmm. you have them in so many different leagues. So let me give you a couple different options. Maybe we don't get to do a trade in every single one of these leagues, but if it means I get to acquire two shares of a player, whoever sure. that is, you know, bef- you know, before this show is over that I didn't have before, then it's kind of a win to me. And I'll be honest, I, I felt like you rejected a couple that I I felt like were probably stronger on your side. 
but mm-hmm. I mean, okay. obviously that's that's in in my head, yeah. and maybe it's more of me looking at your rosters and saying, well, he has the depth here and this player and so many others. So maybe I I kind of did the same thing in my head, you know, the reverse way, mm-hmm. not not even realizing it. So maybe that's why some of those offers are and, a little and, bit farther and off. I, and I'm glad you said that because I feel like that along a lot of times too, and I've felt that way with Russ before. Where um, and Russ is such a nice guy; he never makes me feel like bad but there have been a couple times where he messages me be it through dm or within the trade where he's like no way or are you crazy or and he doesn't say crazy he doesn't but but he kind of makes me feel that way and i'm just thinking like wow i thought like that was instant smash except like i just felt like i finally overpaid to get my guy and it wasn't like i felt like i was taking advantage it's just like how i may overvalue the production of what i feel about a player or what I'm actually giving up. And um, so, yeah, there's definitely a, a, a wall. That... All right, it's been far too long since I've talked, so I'm interrupting and I'm going to start talking. Oh, um, I forgot. I thought you were disconnected. No, yeah, no, you tried to get rid of me. I get it. I get it. It's fine. Uh, well, first and foremost, I, I do this to Brian Har every once in a while, too. So it is not strange to send one person eight different trade offers. Um, I get bored and he gets <laughs> quiet. So I just destroy his inbox. Uh, but also, when you were talking about the Quintus Cephas stuff, mm-hmm. people have the right idea but are doing it very wrong. Like, I have had the same issue where it is no secret how I feel about Calvin Ridley. But someone comes to me with uh, offering me Calvin Ridley for, like, DeAndre Hopkins or Devontae Adams, and I'm like, yes, I love Ridley. That is absolutely nobody's secret. Right, but what are you going to add to that? On Dynasty Trade Calculator, it literally said Dynasty Adams' man's on it. Like, (laughs) no secret. But I'm not dumb. I will overpay for Ridley a little bit. Sure, I probably will because there's a good chance I value him more than you do. And I'm everyone knows that, and it's my fault for everyone knowing it, so I accept that. But don't be dumb. That that's just like, um. And I completely forgot what else you guys were talking about because I zoned out for a little bit. But but I think um, that's good, you know. <laughs> like I, I I respect you for letting everybody know your guys, and um, I think it's fair to try to take advantage of it a little bit. Just like you said that you would overpay for it a little bit, but it doesn't mean that you're just like stupid, like giving up players like Hopkins for Ridley, things like that. Um, I, I completely agree. And what's really fun with what Two Drink did to you. Especially because, like, you brought up Amari Cooper. Like, I see on the screen right now what I'm looking at of the show sheet. You offered him twice and asked for him once. Like, this is actually a fantastic way to try and figure out. No, the counters though, like are me. I don't what own any. I don't own any Amari Cooper shares. So the oh, oh. <laughs> Cooper Cup. My bad. Um... <laughs> oh, my bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw Cooper and I'm like, oh yeah, sure, because you just wrote Cooper for a few of them. Okay, um, my bad. But even still, like. You have well, two that's trades Amari coming Cooper at you from coming from him for my Metcalf and Brandon Cooks. Yeah. Like, but even still, like it's a good way to see how. Since again, there's no need involved in any of these. I'm sure, like you can get a strong handle on how to drink values Cooper by seeing how he's using him in all of these trades. Mm-hmm. So it's, but weird. Like again, like we think bombing someone in eight different leagues is obnoxious in some way shape or form but a it's fun and b it's kind of helpful because individual league to league especially during point scoring season it's really tough to get values but right now oh i'm always happy to see a trade hit my inbox even if it's kind of ends up being like what like it's always exciting (laughs) to open that present oh i don't know i'm so jaded at this point where like especially when you could see who it's from you're just like oh god what now? another one from fucking two drinks <laughs> exactly and then i'm like oh but then i'm like i i wasn't disappointed when i saw this trash he sent me this morning like it's like oh okay it's two drink it's fine whatever <laughs> so then i mean you also have to consider things like um this russ like just a couple days ago i'm going back and forth with two drink in a pretty in-depth like short text text conversation about how he's telling me Brandon Cooks is going to outplay Amari Cooper and then he tries to get my Brandon Cooks and Metcalf for his Amari Cooper and Lynn Bowden who honestly Lynn Bowden I I don't really care about I'm not too concerned I almost mentioned that when we were talking about Jacobs but um so then and I really like Metcalf a lot I think there's big things that could come there and yeah but 
Go ahead. Value-wise, it sort of still makes sense a little bit because Cooper, regardless, is still worth, again, everyone, I say worth like what I think is the same as what you think. I mean, Cooper is mm-hmm. worth more than Metcalf. And while Tudrink could believe that Cooks will outscore Cooper, that doesn't mean still that his value will ever reach Cooper's. Right, so, but we're not doing Cooks and Cooper straight up here. It's Metcalf and Cooks for Cooper and Lynn Bowden. Well, I know. So if Cooper is worth more than Metcalf in the first place, which I believe he still is, uh, Cooks is, I mean, he's worth what he's worth. The problem is this dude's going to need two straight years of not getting hurt before his value raises back up to what it's supposed to be. And by then he'll be 28 and then mm-hmm. he won't be worth anything anymore. So Brandon Cooks' value is just screwed at this point. So, But he's likely well, the number one wide receiver in that offense. Uh, I I don't know if that offense is going to have a quote unquote number one wide receiver. Is it going to be Kenny mean, Stills, Will Fuller, Randall Cobb out of the I slot? I think they're going to spread the ball around a lot. That's going to be a West Coast offense where they get rid of the ball fast. I, I, that's the only thing it can be with these with these wide receivers and with how terrible their offensive line still is, and with two receiving backs. Like it, to me, that's what they have. To, that that's what it. Sh- I think it shows they're going to do. So. Will Cooks do well? I hope so. I want him to. I've always been a Brandon Cooks fan. But it doesn't matter to me because his value, his dynasty trade value, I don't think can get all that much higher. Like, what is he worth right now? Mid-second oh, probably eight points. So, like, but I, I mean, just pick-wise, like mid-late second right now, let's say he doesn't get hurt this year. He puts up over 1,000 yards and four or five touchdowns. You're still not going to give a first for him. At best, you'll get an early second. So, like, it's going to take, and for him to jump into that space where anyone would want to pay something with a one in front of it, I, I it would have to, he would have to turn into DeAndre Hopkins on that team for two years for that to happen, in my opinion. So, to bring that back around. So, um, so Amari Cooper, without Bowden in it, I'm not going to type him in, but. Amari Cooper would get you 27 points, and DK and Cooks would get you 30.8. So it's pretty close. Like, I'm not concerned yeah. about three points in a trade ever, honestly. So I'm not worried about that at all, but I don't think it's like a smash. Oh, no, not at all. I mean, it's it's complete. If you're higher on Cooks, then I see no reason to do it. Um, I agree they're... with everything you said about Brandon Cooks' value. I 100% agree with everything you said about that. But I also agreed if, with what you said about the production. I don't think it's out of the realm that he has another 1,000-yard season. He's done it every oh, season of his career, but one. Well, I mean, but let's – I mean – Is it the Bowden a very piece? big difference. Like, sorry, what can we change that to? The what? Like, the what, sorry? You don't like Lynn Bowden. You, you mean he's oh. – you, know, you, you mean it's nothing. So, like, if, if the other thing is kind of close on its own, then – you know, we should look to find a, a piece there that, you know what I mean, is acceptable to be. That's an upgrade from from Lynn Bowden. I mean, Chase Edmonds wet you enough. Like, I feel like that's probably giving away a little too much points. If it I happens, don't know. Is, you don't like is there Bowden a player is, but... we could use that's not DK Metcalf? Well, see, here's the problem. You're asking for two players he values highly or higher than the than what appears to be most people. So I traded a share of DK Metcalf in do-gooders in our rookie draft, and I – Regret it every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have to, to pay on not, this one. Yeah, I'm just, so I'm just, I I, I've already felt him go away one time, and and um, my heart hurts. It's changed <laughs> me, and and I'm not even trying to use this as a ploy. That's just like real shit. Like I don't know if I, I'd have to count my shares, <laughs> and I don't I don't know if he's a player I I want to give up right now. I'm going to go find who has DK Metcalf in Trade Addicts 8 so I can get him and use him to get to get whatever you want on the other side. <laughs> well, you're not I even mean, trying I'm, to get it. Oh, in Trade Addicts 8? Yeah, there you go. I mean, in that league, the, the Metcalf, I, I mean. It, well, I still, want, I still want Hopkins more than Metcalf, to be clear. And if yeah, I give no, you Barkley, I mean, like Fournette's your best running make a back. Trade. Like, we're pretty close, honestly. Yeah, we'll just make it a bigger trade because the bigger the better, right? But we know that's not something I man that that this is going to take too much work to do this on air. But no, okay. I want to go back to a, pro- a point when we were talking about Brandon Cooks and another one of your trades you have up here. Uh, there's a very big difference between fantasy value and dynasty value. Like dynasty value is just like trade value, the hypothetical value. But fantasy points is the points they're going to put up. Like on the other Amari Cooper offer, it looks like 
you countered with AJ Green and Quintus Cephas for Melvin Gordon. Yeah. Now, production-wise, that makes a lot of sense, but in no world does the dynasty value of this trade make any sense whatsoever, which is why AJ Green's going to die on your roster. Mm. Because I don't and think... I can't, I can't really lose a running back in that league. I get it's uh, hashtag it's only June, but in that league, to lose Melvin Gordon um, would, would mean I'm starting like RB, you know, uh, Hunt and Philip Lindsay, or, you know what I mean, like a, an RB3, and hoping that Hunt is you know, RB2 or better. I mean, but that's even completely besides the point, because to me, right. the dynasty value of this doesn't come even close to adding up. Just because, again, A.J. Green's the kind of guy where it's, it's, and Julio Jones, they're really hard to trade because they should be worth so much more than you can get in trades because they're still going to give you, well, assuming A.J. Green could be healthy, like 250 points a season because they're freaking great wide receivers and on very good offenses. But... Well, what Miami, uh, not Miami, uh, the Bengals will hopefully be a good offense. Uh, but, like, they're as old as they are. AJ Green gets hurt as much as he does. Like, you're never going to get what he's worth in a trade. Like, are you going to pay the first for AJ Green at any point in your life anymore? No. Um, no. I, I get what you're saying. I do. But, I mean, uh, it's a tough to argue the value side. I like think the only way uh, it you needs can a, get it needs a throw in like a better running back or something. It does need more, but I mean, age wise, I mean, what's Melvin Gordon like? Twenty six. AJ Green's thirty one. Probably not going to have that much of a difference of length of career at this point. Honestly, uh, I mean, I still think Melvin Gordon could have. I think Melvin's in two, a great two spot, years on yeah. top of AJ Green having high level of production. Yeah. Like, well, it could AJ Green be in the league longer than Melvin Gordon? Absolutely. But what about the level of production they're giving you? I think Melvin Gordon will have more high, high production years than AJ Green will going forward. Yeah, I, I think that one. I kind of just felt like Mike Evans. I think I'm higher on Mike Evans than most people, so I kind of felt like it was like, eh, like I don't know, something felt overvalued there. That's fair. I sent you I sent you Chase Edmonds and Ebron with Amari for the DK. I don't know if that's better. If not, we can mm-hmm. we can take I kinda that like Ebron. I know you do. That's why I sent it. And Chase Edmonds, which you definitely like more than Lynn Bowden. Um I forget what league I, that was in. That was scratch no, it's not scratch. I, I've got it here there. now. Uh, that's cool, cool kids. kids. Yeah. So my Amari Cooper, Chase Edmonds, and Eric Ebron for your Metcalf and Cooks. I believe that's a one and a half tight end premium. I'm not 100 percent on that one. It's a good trade. Like I, tr- I, I came up from Bowden. I get if you don't want to do it and you love Metcalf. I, I understand that, and we can we can cross that one off unless you want something else. But I feel like I've I've given more there. But I get if you don't want to do it. So what's your take I don't on Amari Cooper? I'm you there. What's well, I have a ton of Amari. Um, I'm okay moving off of him. Um, you know, if he regresses just a little bit because the CD's there, I don't necessarily think that's the case. But again, if I'm okay getting off of a, a Cooper share at still what it should be high value, and he has plenty of years left, even if it's not in a Cowboys uniform in three years, I'm I'm okay with him staying on my team and playing him through. I mean, I said that's just one of those ones where I'm like, all right, I got a lot of that, and I feel like his price tag is still solid. Let me see if that's something that you know what I mean is worth it to you. Mm-hmm. I mean, you like Amari over Metcalf, but maybe it's just not as much as most. Um, no, uh, I can't argue that at all. No, yes, I like Amari over Metcalf. I agree with that. Um, so it's just the Brandon Cooks thing, and that fits right into like the players Russ was talking about, where he's just never going to be worth what he's going to give you in your lineup, as long as he's in the lineup each week. Uh, I, I believe my conversation with you about Brandon Cooks when we were doing that, even talking about it with Mark Cooper, was more on the fact that you have been kind of pushing that, and I'm, you know, just starting to look at the the what ifs in that offense. Uh, obviously, I don't think you or I believe much in Fuller um, or Stills, and and Randall Cobb is there, and I think he can be the checkdown guy and the short underneath stuff. But Brandon Cooks does, as long as healthy, he definitely produces everywhere. Um, I know I've heard you on multiple occasions talk about the concussion risk and how he got his too. So uh, I, I guess I didn't realize how high you were on Cooks, um, even with, well, the, with our talks coming into the value this. side of it. I, I really truly do. Like I, I can't argue the value side of I'm looking many for players two wide because receivers it's I can kind get of been in my lineup, set, you know, which is why I'm going after the two though. Like that's 
that's my goal in that league. And I have Dak here. It does give me that stack. I mean, there's Which plenty. Of- also, I like to throw Cooper at you when I see that. <laughs> yeah. This is the league that me and you have gone back and forth on, whether I'm getting Dak or you're getting Cooper. And we've done that basically since, I don't know, since the draft happened mm-hmm. <laughs> two years ago. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm going to come off of that one. I'm going to go to the one that's at the top of the list and see if, see if Russ can maybe help me here or help you. So this is a four, this is a fourteen. No, no, I want to I want to talk about a different one first because this one should I don't I, I have to imagine this one kind of should have gotten done um, for the DFF league. Julio, the original one was Julio. Wow, you went to it right away. Um, Julio Jones for Cooper Cup and Lavisca Chenault, and the counter was Cooper Cup and Hunter Renfro for Julio Jones. I think that's totally fair. I mean, that's the exact same thing, more or less. Like, did you accept that to drink? I want no part of Renfro. That doesn't mean anything to me. Renfro is never making my starting lineup. Period. That is that is. Uh, Renfro is a trash piece to to any of my dynasty teams. I'm not trying to be mean. Oh wow! But but Renfro does nothing to me. I mean, there's not there's not upside there with the players that they brought in. I well, don't think assuming that Brian Edwards walks slot, in right though, away and takes but, that possession role. I'm not saying he walks in right away and takes it. I'm saying there's enough bodies there that Renfro doesn't doesn't last to me. It maybe See, it's I'm, early on, and maybe that's the flip. But uh, the upside of Chenault is definitely there to me. I, am, I mean, I'm not a Chenault believer, nor in the idea that a man. What the, what's the dude's name? A Marone offense could ever be creative, regardless of who the offensive coordinator is. So I don't really. And plus, Chenault is just an injured guy usually. So to me, this is like the exact same thing. I would actually. I get there's a lot of upside with LaVisca Chenault, but to me, I would be okay taking the chance that Hunter Renfro could at least walk into the beginning of the season still being that guy, the checkdown guy, because I the mean, second he, he got healthy... so strong. He was averaging like 20 points a game. Yeah, because the second he got healthy, Darren Never Waller just disappeared. So, and without there being a real offseason for um, Brian Edwards and Henry Ruggs to work with... I mean, we'll assume that Carr is the quarterback. Uh, then I still think that at least leads to a strong start of the season for Renfro. So I'd honestly, I mean, to me, this is the whatever. I, I would have just said yes to this because I don't think Chenault, I mean, I don't think he brings that much to the equation anyway. Because, I mean, Julio Jones and Cooper Cup are pretty close in, in value on their own. So I, I think I would be fine with that either way. Mm. I'd prefer Chenault also, to be fair, just for the ridiculous upside he can bring. I, I think but Cooper I Cup and Julio are um, pretty close. I agree that the Cooper mm. Cup side needs to give more to Julio, though. Yes. Um, but I think they're pretty close. I mean, yeah. Cooper Cup was wide receiver six or seven. Julio was what wide receiver three or four. I think they're not ranked fairly. But but that that's just me, you know. We've gone back and forth a little bit on Cooper Cup, you know. So yeah, um, I don't know on that, that one, you know, like I close, I didn't know I... you hated Renfro so much. I I actually agree with a lot of your ideals on him, but I I think he's going to be a little bit. I, I I think you're right. He hit his ceiling, and he probably will never consistently hit that again. Maybe maybe a couple games like Rice Russ said, but I don't think his floor is absolutely nothing. I know your teams are usually wide receiver heavy, so I can understand how he could be useless to your team too. So I'm not trying to argue that. Um, Chenault's a little bit much for my comfort in that one. I, I don't know if I'd need a little piece back with Julio or if you're comfortable with that or if there's a different place we could do instead of Renfro. But I, I understand your arguments. I, I don't think it's too far off though either. I, I did accept uh, I am the new owner of Amari Cooper and Eric Ebron. Yay. Edmonds. Nice. And Chase Edmonds. I'm I'm I, I like Chase Edmonds, yeah. I know. That's um, why I, I gave up pieces I know you like. I, I didn't mention more him, than Bowden. Um because he's he's not the pe- Eric Ebron is probably kind of what helped, you know, and just like sitting here and listening to and but yeah, Bowden just isn't somebody uh, I I don't know. Are you are you guys interested in him? Is that just me? Like and I'm not I'm being honest, you know, I'm not like trying to have any trade ploys here. Like that's why I don't sure. have him on my team now. Like are you guys interested in him or uh, I mean, yes, just because again, it's the same thing with Chanel. I, I what they could be is huge, but the problem is I don't like the offense they landed in for who they are. Like if either of them landed in like Philadelphia or 
Indianapolis, like, or I mean, with a Shanahan or a McVeigh or kind of guy, mm-hmm. like that, their their upside would be so much higher to Shanahan's me. Shanahan's like offense that threw for thirty two hundred yards. Yeah, but it's still he finds ways to use players. Like it's a little okay. So if he went like as if Ayuk didn't go there and he did, mm-hmm. I would be higher on Chenault. If he, I mean. Now that San Francisco's a little more crowded with Debo and Ayuk, then no, then he would just be dead. But they still, like, he maxes out how to use the players, well, that he wants to use, R.I.P. Dante Pettis. Uh, but I don't, I, I don't have faith that the Raiders or the Jaguars will do that with these ridiculous athletes. Hmm. I don't know. We'll have to see, man. Yeah, I'm... I th- I think uh, we don't get a ton out of them Bowden early, and it's it's more just the hope of what he kind of like Russ said kind of can be and grows into that role. Um, but it's definitely a, a wait and see kind of player. I mean, they there's a lot of guys there that they're trying to take touches away from Jacobs. It feels like or or seeing if somebody will come take some. Um, I like him as a player. Love watching him at Kentucky, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's it's interesting to see him in the open field and and just see. But that was more one where maybe I was just trying to play a little rookie fever and thought maybe you liked him a little <laughs> bit more than you did. To be sure. honest, I mean, just um, and it might know, have even and, been and, a and small maybe amount Cooper liking more than Jacobs. the other players to get there. So and that's that's fair. But I'm I'm higher on Eric Ebron than most. Like so, I don't know. That made it feel good enough. I don't know. I think that was a good deal. Good deal. Good deal. I have a drop. We need harder. Give me a good deal. Um, mm-hmm. Let's go to the top one on the sheet there. Scratch the itch. This is a 14-team Superflex tight end premium league uh, with a lot of IDP in there too, right? Like there's four, something like that. Anyways, um, so my original offer, just in my head, how I put it was I gave a 2021 first, a 2022nd mm-hmm. first in this 14-team league. Um, and then I just basically threw in DJAX and Quentin Cephas. I knew I, I thought you kind of like Cephas. I gave you Djax as an upside flyer, but really it was the two first I was sending you for Tyreek Hill. Um, I know I I think Tyreek Hill was on my team and I traded him to you during the year last year. Um, at some point, I believe that's this league. So I was just uh, I was looking for a wide receiver upgrade. You I feel like this was maybe one of the first ones I sent. You immediately rejected it and countered with a 2022 third for Quintus Cephas. Yes. Well, I'm trying to upgrade a wide receiver, <laughs> and you take a wide receiver from me and give me a pick way the hell down the road. So, well, I didn't have did I all piss this you dialogue. off with this offer? No, I got you. But I'm like, I felt like when I got that, like when I saw the sheet and that was your counter, I was like, man, I must have pissed you off with this offer. I don't think I had a 2021 third. No, it's a 2022 third, is what is I know. What I would have offered you a 2021. I don't know if that wouldn't have felt as offensive or not, but. Um, I, I just don't don't need those players. I'm interested. I, when I first saw it, like I was hoping it was two twenty twenty one first. That might have changed it a little bit, but mm-hmm. to give away Tyreek for somebody that might play a few games at the beginning of the year, which I I, I like Djax too. Like I think that he's going to help that team. I think he's going to be on the field while he's healthy, and then for somebody that maybe makes it onto the field by the end of the season as a third or fourth option. And then the 2021 first, which you you could hit on and um, that alone, you never know, could make this trade a long-term winner. So not that it super matters, but this is a orphan team. I took over before, I guess, I guess it was two years ago, so it doesn't Mm -hmm. really matter now, but I did not make the playoffs this year. Um, I don't really know that my team, like my team, might even be better suited to hold on to the picks and build for the future. But mm-hmm. Derek is a guy that I, if I could put on my team, could clearly change a lot of that. It's definitely you can tell that that team is not modeled after you when you, especially when you look at like some of the wide receivers and stuff on it. I'll give you mm-hmm. that. But um, but yeah, I I prefer Tyreek here. Um, Pretty easily. Yeah, and that's, I mean, what I would advise to anybody in this one. Sure. Like, if we changed one of the artists, like, if Michael Gallup, does that make you feel better about the wide receivers? Um, like, if we had him in there in place, like, is that something It's at least startable for you? Uh, what, do you have 1,100 yards last year? Well, I, I feel like maybe I, I'd still rather have Tyreek here. I think that 
Um, I, I would ask Tyreek's not coming if, off that team. I don't want to say that, but I, I would I would probably ask you if this is a need thing. If there are other wide receivers you're interested in, but I think this is my only share of Tyreek Hill. Gotcha. That doesn't always matter or not. No, I get it. Uh, I'll, I'll look into this bit. harder. Yeah. I, I don't know if we're going to get this one done on the air, but I'll. Sure. This is probably one of the leagues I'll go to the quickest. You know, um, I also thought like we talked about the Julio and Cooper Cup one was pretty close. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't trying to lowball you on Melvin Gordon. I can see how you took that that way. <laughs> um, whether you meant to or not, you you kind of did. Oh man, there's a second page. <laughs> I just kept throwing stuff at them. Look, I'm stoked we got one done already. Out of, out of this show that we got one done, that's that's honestly, I'm not sure. I felt sure like the, the Hines that. and Wait. Cobb one for David Montgomery, I felt like that was kind of, that was the one that I probably thought was the trashiest. But yeah, Okay, well, let's, let's talk about that one then. I mean, you have so to really like Hines here. Yeah. And I think you are higher on Hines than me, to, to be completely fair. And I believe you have Jonathan... Taylor in that league, if that matters or not to you, probably uh, dude, I'm, I'm pretty deep. You, you, you are deep at running back, but you are not deep in at wide receiver in that league at all. Your starters are, I don't want to say atrocious, but they're not great. Um, I've, I, I think Cobb almost scored as much as David Montgomery did in this league last year. When you look at the numbers, I know that doesn't necessarily matter for this year. I think we both believe Montgomery should succeed a little bit more this year. Whether others do is a different story. But, uh, again, I was just throwing that, like, Cobb Cobb could be the wide receiver one in the Texans. There could be three or four guys all in the same range. You just said that. They're going to spread it around. Yeah, but then you can't get to say that he's the wide receiver. That that is purposely used bad wording. We can make words say whatever we want to, Russ. I'm <laughs> trying here for a minute. Wide receiver one and wide receiver four in the Purposely Texans could be within 20 wording. points. So let me let me make it sound better for a minute. Shit. He went, he went uh, dicey I'm here to be a mediator. I, I can't take sides right here. I, I am, fucking I'm the side. truth in this podcast right now. <laughs> so, all right. So your, your counter, I guess, was because it was a, a trash Dynasty trash trade. No, I think that's it? totally fair. I think that's about Cobb's a value. A 2021 third for Randall Cobb. Yeah. That's what he's worth. All right. Well, then he'll he'll be worth it on my team for a while yes. to come then. And I don't um, blame you for that. So this is one where I looked at your team and thought that you have depth at running back to maybe we take the hit there to be able to get Cobb, to me, as a starter and your wide receivers on that team. Is uh, that, it, that not right? That is absolutely right, but that does not mean that Cobb is my best offer to add to that team if I'm going to trade David Montgomery away. Sure, but that's where I started. The 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 pick in 2021 third in an auction league, which honestly I don't know. I don't even know how that works. Russ, I don't know so if you we know, get money he, or if I get a pick. He's absolutely looking at probably my number one or two worst team like at wide Correct. receiver like i am screwed like it 100 i overspent in an auction i it's a great example of a auction gone bad um but so he's absolutely right i if randall cobb were on that team he is likely starting unfortunately that's how bad it is i but, don't i honestly don't say this to talk shit this is why this no, yeah, offer, yeah, you're this fine. offer came through your wide receivers are trent taylor Keyshawn johnson and marquise goodwin it's only June. I understand that. But I looked at that. I was like, okay, I can give him the handcuff or even, you know what I mean, to Jonathan Taylor in a PPR league. I'd and he gets a starting Davis, wide receiver. Though. I mean, I'll take Randall Cobb to outscore Corey Davis this year. Fucking put it on the board. <laughs> maybe to outscore him. Maybe. Maybe similar. It probably Which, was last year. you take Davis over Cobb? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I'll take Corey Davis over Cobb. Absolutely. And For it, this it, year on your team. Sure. Yeah, you just lost that one. I mean, I <laughs> so in this league, Randall Cobb scored 145 points. David Montgomery scored 160. Naheem Hines scored 109. Like, how many I, did Corey Davis have? I don't know. He's not on either <laughs> one of our teams because he's fucking garbage. <laughs> I don't think to me that's uh, is not a hashtag dynasty trash trade offer. But I guess I guess to others that is. I don't know. I, I felt like that was one where I, I didn't 
I wasn't hurting you by making that trade. I felt like it helped both of us, but I am wrong. Yeah, I, I, I just feel like I could do better. I'm not saying, I mean, you, you obviously are correct. Like it does help that particular position out, but I don't think it necessarily makes my team that much better at that point. If I might as well just like try my best to see what I can make happen off waivers and just, I've got my picks. So I, I mean that, I don't know, you know, I need to improve that position at least like in points that I feel like are similar to how much I could flex David Montgomery for. Gotcha. Okay. But can I get that. Talk, can we talk about the trade above it real quick? Absolutely. Um, sure. I mean, I don't necessarily care about the original offer. It's the counter I'm super interested in because I have trouble valuing these guys. So I want to know what led to this. The the original offer was Sony Michelle, Benny Snell for Hollywood Brown and Mike Gusecki, which is not a very good offer. Sorry to drink, but the counter is Hollywood and a 21 second for Stefan Diggs. What did you think of that counter? Um, if if I need to make it this one easy, um, I was waiting till we went on air with this one, and that's that's a easy accept for me. I'm going to take Hollywood and the second. Oh, good deal. Um, that's not really what I was looking to do in, in that league that way, but I I don't mind doing that. He has Josh Allen in that league, so I know he likes getting digs for that stack. That's just yeah something that me and him you know I think he likes Hollywood like, more than me like to do. Um, I was big on Hollywood last year early, and then kind of got to the point where it it felt really hard to um, trust when I was going to put him in the lineup. I will buy into. How did I? I tried to accept that. Did I not accept it? What happened? It says I did, but there's no person on my side. I think I just accepted Marquise Brown and a 2021 20, second for nothing. So, well, good for perfect. you, man. Oh, really? That trade is even better. Um, Are you sure? Well, if, if, obviously we'll fix it. It looked you're right for sure. I mean, it's, it's nope, even. It's done. Even Too late. <laughs> okay. So while he's while he's clicking buttons, like, what do we think? What do we have faith? Let's start with Hollywood. We see what he is. Do you think this injury stuff is still related to the foot injury he came in with, or do we think this is going to be who he is? Because I never felt safe putting him in a lineup ever. Right. No, I'm with you, and that's that's. I moved a lot of Hollywood at the end of the year last year, um, and teams kind of making a run and just kind of played on some of those hot hot street games that he had. <laughs> I I hope. <sighs> I hope that him, you know, what's he gained? 10 pounds of muscle. So he probably weighs like 170 pounds now. <laughs> I, I hope that, you know, kind of helps out and we see him kind of take that next step. I mean, he was a Blitnikoff winner in college. So it's not like it's not like he's a, a one-trick pony. Um, I've preached just from the beginning. I don't need him catching 40-yard bombs from Lamar. He can take the short stuff and then use the speed to, to work around it and just hope not to get killed. Um if if everyone believes in in Lamar going to become a better passer and 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 a little less running and maybe we see a little bit more in the passing game, I just I don't sent think you that... the other side of that trade too, just so you know. So it was that way. That's so weird. Yeah, now you need to accept that one. Yeah, we'll see if I get there. Um, <laughs> but I don't like. I don't necessarily believe that Duvernay will have the same kind of impact coming in as a rookie. Um, Boykin is still a flyer, so it's really I'm just worried about Andrews and then whatever the running backs take out of the passing game. So yeah, yeah me, I'm in for I'm in for a higher year for Hollywood again. It's it's still going to be streaky, right? I mean, yeah. I'm not calling him Tyreek, but Tyreek has two three weeks in a row where he wins it for you, and then he gets a you know a two for thirty game. Hollywood yeah. could, so could I think need you three see or, more of those. Yeah, three you know, or five receptions Hollywood. for Hollywood, and he's kind of like a video game. Right, yeah, but yeah, we saw that in the very first game when he played the Dolphins. I mean, the secondary is the absolute mm-hmm. worst last year in the league, but he had four catches for like 160 yards and three touchdowns. Welcome to the league, kid. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna. I want that kind of upside back on my team. Um, it, it's funny because the Ravens and the Bills offense, um, although the quarterbacks are different, their offenses kind of run the same and what they're looking to do as well, and still play good defense. I wonder if the upside is there for Diggs, like it is for Hollywood at this point. Well, to hmm. me, it's super. Well, I still me, value Diggs more, digs, so I think it's fair. Digs. I'm not saying it that way, right? I'm not saying it that way, but I, I think. I think if these guys score close this year, no one should be shocked. Yeah. So we we have faith in Diggs on the Bills. Me Is do. Me me do. Me do. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> me do Diggs. Feels good. <laughs> 
Uh, I mean, John Brown showed that he could produce there, and I, th- I think we like Diggs more than Brown. Can can Diggs get a little bit more than Brown did last year? Yeah, I think so, personally. So even if it's just a little bit, then I, I think you probably feel all right about that. And if we believe in Diggs, you know, even more than that, then I, I don't think there's wide receiver one, you know, in his future. But I'm not saying Hollywood is that either. There's just not enough to go around. But if we're going to call both of those guys, you know, middle to back end wide receiver twos, well, then I just got a free second. Yeah. Yeah, I I have always been kind of low on Hollywood, and it's purely been the size thing but Diggs, like he was my favorite player for for a couple of years and then kirk cousins and the run first offense came in and now this i just honestly i don't know how to value him anymore i find myself just choosing the other side almost every time Mm -hmm. when i see him in a trade and i know i don't think it's right that i end up doing that i just i don't know the answer so i just have players like that and like it just it, it really makes me sad because it's a a guy i was such a big fan of at, at one point so i think i am gonna go I have to go out and get a share i i do have one or two but I'm, i think i want one or two more just hmm. of hollywood or digs of digs uh digs i i hollywood's just not my thing i i have a lot I of josh allen to too like hollywood. two drinks said so what's that i have a lot of uh josh allen, josh allen. but yeah. R- russ doesn't Me care too. about stacks though no i get that but i i'm I not against it them. i don't it just I, it's not something I seek out, but if I have it, that's cool. You know, sometimes it, you know, I like it, it when I'm looking at a trade though, like here, and yeah, I can, yeah, yeah, I'm not necessarily push them that way, but they're thinking, all right, well, I got that's, you know, that's that'll be a, a nice stack to watch on Sunday, that's you know, in your lineup or something. Like if does, go ahead, wait, Russ. hold on, hold on, I'm, I'm kind of curious about this. Does that change your value in a player, or does it just make Should you it. more likely to want it on want like okay, yeah, yeah. the second yeah. part. So you don't value Nuke any more than normal in our Trade Addicts 8 trade because you have Kyler Murray, but you're more interested in obtaining him because yeah. you have Kyler Murray. Correct. Exactly. So it's like okay. it's like sense. if well, we can use that one, Kyler Murray or Josh Allen as example. Like let's and I don't need I don't want to stack like every one of my quarterbacks. I'm not that, but I yeah. like to have one on one team for sort of some reason. It's kind of fun for me. So if I'm looking at, I'm like, oh, okay, I have Josh Allen and Diggs just got traded, and I need a wide receiver on that team. It probably just means that Diggs is going to be the first wide receiver that I hit in the search engine, and yeah. then I'm going to make that move. But then. I can at at some point back off a player and be like, okay, we need to take care of the need. There's lots of players like there's not a lot of players like Hopkins, but there's other players that I could use to replace this production or this position, you know, get your head out of your ass. You have a chubby for this player, like slap that shit down a little bit and chase something else. Agreed. I think I would love, (laughs) I think the only time I would really chase a stack is for a guy like Diggs or Hollywood where, like if I can have that guy as my third or fourth wide receiver on my team, and the way I build teams, they probably would at least be that. Because if they do catch that forty-yard touchdown, that's such a boost for both players, and you know, in one play, mm-hmm. that's interesting. I might have to go look around for that because I do have a lot of Josh Allen, so maybe I'll to- I'll choose those teams to go grab Diggs. I only have one share of Lamar. You know, and I mean, it's kind of it depends too. You know, like. It might be more fun for, I don't know, you probably have some teams you already have, like Russell Wilson and Lockett. Some of the, you know what I mean? It it might be more fun for quarterbacks you like. I don't know how you feel about Josh Allen and Diggs, but those are the kind of the ones that I like. You have some players that you like or you have, but you're not watching it quite as much. But those ones that you like, the fun ones for you. I don't know, it's kind of fun. And I don't want to put all, like, I've gotten to situations where I'm all of a sudden like, why do I own four Chiefs? And they're all good, but now you're like, this puts me in a really awkward situation. I mean, if you had Derrick Henry and A.J. Brown last last year, you probably weren't winning every week because one of those players was going off while the other one wasn't. Then the next week it was Henry, then A.J. Brown. Like, you would have probably saw those ebbs and flows more than a lot of people if you own both those players on your teams. Yeah, but I mean, if you're going to own multiple pieces of any offense, I feel like the Chiefs is probably the right answer. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm there with you, but I still like ended up slowly getting out, and they were show. the kind of pieces that I 
at the time, like you could, I mean, one of those was where like I added Sutton to Hunt and got Barkley the week before Hunt started his stuff. I mean, but you, if you put it all in one basket, I mean, imagine like how it would oh, yeah, have it's, been it's owning Hunt idea. and Tyreek at the beginning of last year, like. Because that's when it was like Kelsey Hunt, Mahomes. I mean, I had mm-hmm. the team, you know. Mm-hmm. And by weeks, it hurts you. And I know that's only one week, but it got to this point where it it, it took the fun away a little bit, actually. I don't know. So I sold Hunt and Tyreek. But, and now I have Hunt back because I'm mm-hmm. the trouble owner and I bought him for cheap from the same guy that I got Barkley from. So... It all works out. But, Man. Yeah, what we got? We got two trades done? We got two? I think we did. Kind of three because... Um, Maybe three. I had to get Diggs all on his own. And the guys <laughs> in the league are probably like, what the hell is, are these two doing? Because one trade had I wanted, Hollywood I wanted in a to, second. I going. wanted to reject and counter that one so bad. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we did or Diggs just like leave it Marcus out there Brown for the league second. to like look over like why the hell did he just give him Marquise Brown in a second for nothing I know I should have not accepted that other one for like what's the full length like a week that the trade sits there or something uh, something let it go. if you would have talked to me I mean we could have canceled it and send it back out in a week oh right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well Russ uh, I'll be honest I'm I'm stoked that we were able to you were able to facilitate two trades for us what, what? So, we need to get uh, a deal done with Russ that's a that's a story for a different show. Yes, I would agree. <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely a story for a different show. Um, there's there's only one way out of this show, though, Russ. Yes, I, I was worried. All right, let's, let's do this. That's through the fantasy football breakdown, the two minute breakdown. That swag, swags. I used all six of your questions. You're welcome. Wow. I don't Doesn't happen all the time, you. Russ. <laughs> you must have been I, busy this morning and not had time to come up with some. I'm not gonna. I changed a couple of yours, so it's they're still yours. But I, whatever, we'll find yeah. out. If for some reason this is your first time listening and you get made it this far, appreciate you. Two minute breakdown. I'm asking Russ twelve random ass questions. I need his first instant gut reaction. Russ, oh I'm gonna ask the first. <laughs> what was what? <laughs> Yep, that's he just does that what he wants to. Russ, uh, I'm gonna ask the first question. Then you're gonna hear the sexy voice, not that, not that one you just heard. <laughs> that wasn't sexy. I gotta keep moving. Uh, I'm just gonna start. Oh, Russ, are you ready? I, I mean, I'm a little shook now, but yeah, sure. Perfect. That's what I was trying to do. <laughs> All right. SFBX's theme this year seems to be toys. What was your favorite toy before coming a teenager? I'm your two minute breakdown. Uh, GI Joes. I mean, as a kid, I had millions Perfect. of them. Yeah. What is your favorite Disney movie to watch with your kids? Oh, that's an impossible answer. We've been watching Peter Pan like crazy lately, though. Oh, wow. Throwing it back. I like it. Uh, Lockett or Metcalf? That's it. Mac, uh, Metcalf. I mean, yeah, Metcalf. Go on. A player you didn't wish you had on your Dynasty teams? I mean, if I don't wish I had them, they're gone. Um, I don't know. Keep going. Good pass. Uh, Superflex rank, Russell Wilson and Calvin Ridley or Lamar Jackson? Uh, Russell Wilson and Calvin Ridley. What is one word to describe your general confidence level? (laughs) Is that a word? That's my word. (laughs) That's perfect. (laughs) Something you planned on doing in 2020 that you can't or won't now. Going to Disney. Mm. Uh, What instruments do you know how to play? That's in plural. This is going to take me more than two minutes. Um, Trombone, saxophone, bass guitar, uh, the euphonium. um, Was that like a French horn? Sorry. Uh, it's like it, a tuba. If you if you take a tuba and like shrink it down, to like oh a third yeah, side, yeah, that's kind of what it looks a like. A baritone. Uh, yeah, pretty much the same thing. Okay. Yeah. And I tried French horn once. Nice. Uh, what celebrity do you find ruggedly handsome? Oh, there's so many. <laughs> like it's uh, it's an, it's obnoxious to look at Ryan Reynolds these days. But let's just we'll move on. Uh, from that. Frank Gore turns 37 this year. What is the most rushing yards by a 37 year old running back? Zero. Marcus Allen had 505 back in 97. Step your oh, game wow. up, Frank Gore. Uh, what would your last meal dessert be? I'm not a really – there's this thing, uh, a restaurant I go to. They have warm, sticky toffee cake. I don't know what it is besides pure drugs. It's fucking delicious. <laughs> pure drugs for dessert. Like it. 
Uh, last question. Favorite Disney movie to watch without the kids? Big Hero 6. Say that again. We'll give it to you. Uh, Big Hero 6. Uh, unless you oh, okay. actually yeah. count Nightmare Before Christmas as a Disney movie, which I don't. That would be the answer. Because it, it wasn't, but now it is. That's why you don't no, count uh, Disney put it out, but it was a Tim Burton movie. Like right. Disney always had their name on it. Uh, Big Hero 6, I watched... I don't think it was before. It might have been before kids. Like, it was around when my first was born. But I watched that on my own so many freaking times. But my kids do love it also. My daughter's just started to watch that. so uh, And she enjoys it. So it's, it's a good one. No, uh, yeah. There's nobody on your team, in, in on any of your teams, that you wish you didn't have? Not you really. Sort of give, give away? Uh, no. I think my only – like there's no, no players I have that I don't think I can get rid of. And like who do I not wish I had? Like, if I had Christian McCaffrey, I'd want him off my team because he's just worth too damn much than I hate running backs. But Fair. There's, there's no one I really have that I'm like, oh, why do I have this guy? I need to get rid of him and then can't get rid of him. So I, I think that's just not really a very answerable question for me. That's Well, you answered it, so I'll, I'll take it. Uh, Russ, many thanks as always, dude. Uh, tell everybody, if for some reason they don't know, everywhere they can find you and what you got going on. But before that, I'm going to super make you guys blush. Um, there has been a lot of people talking about like podcasting for the first time and everything. And, you know, like, how do you do it? What do you do? Were you nervous? Did you suck mm -hmm. the first time? And what I do when I like a lot of people DM me because I'm on 5000 freaking podcasts. So they know my name um, and they're like, you know, I'm nervous. Oh, right. What do I do? Like, I'm bad at hosting. You know, I first of all, if you're ever bad at hosting, go listen to anything that J Mike is on, because that man is unfair how good he is. <laughs> but like a lot of people stick to notes or sound so robotic. And I always say, find one of the 16 shows that Swags and Two Drink do together and <laughs> listen to it. And you will see how you do not have to sound like a robot and how great it is to listen to two people ridiculously relaxed, just talking to each other. And that is makes you guys freaking amazing because you are wildly entertaining and just so damn good at just talking to each other. And you're smart. So, you know, there's good football knowledge so that it helps. But like just you two everything are everything just... but the smart part but but man well, that, i, I appreciate about you a ton so, yeah no sorry sweat. yeah two I'm, drinks I'm two drinks <laughs> two drinks <laughs> is really smart yeah sorry i appreciate I you trying to get me into the smart it, group but <laughs> no but i honestly appreciate you a ton man and i see some of those posts out there too and i mean i i, I even commented on, on one yesterday that kane put up and i i think that that's just it like obviously and i mean we've i think we've all three kind of talked about this before too like we say things on here and like we bring a part of our personality here that we're not going to go out into our living rooms and talk to our wives this way necessarily but like there is no characters built here it's it, except our own right. like it's yeah. just who we are and my wife uh, could give two shits about julio jones and i was I'm about to, to say I can <laughs> she would not care right <laughs> but but yeah man i appreciate that a ton and 100 yeah if anybody ever has any anything they want to ask any of us i mean you need a guest somebody to help you push a show or anything like i'm about it Ditto. i right. feel a small amount like we were duped here and we need to find out as much as we can about russ as quick as we can we need to find out where to find him everything he's doing um, we need to tell you that he's at FL to drink minimum. I'm at DFF yeah. underscore swag. Find us at F F. Uh, I don't know who I am. I don't know who I am. Oh, you don't know yet. But, right. but after, the, the thing that sucks is I, this is where we were duped. I'm getting to it. You didn't, there's no way you told us every instrument. Right. Uh, the thing is like, it's tough for me to remember at this point because I mean I started when I was like seven, so I can't even remember. Anymore. Recorder. Did I say saxophone? Because that was the you first did. one. Nope. You did. You know? I don't think you did. What kind of okay, saxophone? Well, listen back. I played alto and tenor. Nice. Uh, tried baritone once, but I wasn't really allowed to because someone else was playing, and you don't need multiple uh, baritone saxophonists. Oh, uh, I see. The, I never tried like. Clarinet, flute, and trumpet—I think—are the only instruments I was never able to get my hands on to really try everything. But else I mean, if you least. could play any three-keyed thing, you could play a trumpet. Uh, the only thing that's really super different is the size of the mouthpiece. Sure, but so, you could do that. Yeah, that, that just takes learning. Um, yeah. yeah, sure, but you have the basic idea. Yeah, pretty much. Well, I mean, that's what's never. awesome about all uh, all brass instruments because 
I learned trombone first, and then everything, it's just, oh, well, this key equals this position. So it's just putting those two things together in your head, and you can play all of them. So that was nice and easy, and just made me feel cool. They're like, oh, no, I'll do this today. No, yeah, I'll do this today. I did, I did not know that about you. Well, that's a lot and of And like I said, it made me feel cool. That just shows how much of a band geek I really was. Freaking cool. That instruments made me feel cool. That's at Dynasty Outhouse. You didn't tell us all the places. At Trade Audix Pod. Check out at DAP underscore network. Uh, check them out at Split Takes at the DFPN network. Uh, host of at GGN Pod. I feel like there's more on that list. I think that's it. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I hope that's it. 